When I hear a question come up over and over again with my clients, I know it's time to bring it up on the podcast because I know if they're wondering, so are you. One of the questions I'm getting a lot lately is, how do I know if I'm in a true IBD flare-up or if I'm just reacting to one of my food sensitivities? And this is such a great question. And on the surface, it seems like a hard one to answer because I bet if you've struggled with this, I bet you it's cost you sleepless nights. I bet it's cost you hours of questioning and wondering. It is time to put this question to bed once and for all. I've got you covered and it's easier than you think to figure it all out. Let's get into it. You are listening to The Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hey there, my friend. It's Karen with you on The Cheeky Podcast. How are you feeling today? It is June. If you're listening to this in real time, it's June, and I am happy for summer weather in Maryland. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Finally. it's, It's been a little up and down here, so finally. I just finished planting flowers in my garden, and that makes me really happy, too. So behind my house... I have a small garden bed and some summers I grow veggies and sometimes I grow an herb garden and sometimes it just sits dormant when I don't have the energy or the gumption to do anything. And last year, my neighbor grew this amazing, I'm talking amazing, like on the cover of a magazine, amazing flower garden. And it was such a thing of beauty. She would always bring bouquets over to my house. So sweet. And we would take care of her garden when her family traveled. And I loved just peering over my fence into her garden to just take in the sight of the flowers. It was a daily self-care exercise and stress reliever all in one. So this year, I decided that I was going to dabble in flowers too. I bought seeds, I grew them into little sprouts in my house, and I just finished planting them this week. We'll see what happens. I'm always late putting my garden in. It it just still seems to work out, so (laughs) hopefully this will too. I've got sunflowers, daisies, zinnias, snapdragons, and phylloxes. If you are a flower plant lover, you probably know what I'm talking about. Those probably mean something to you. I, on the other hand, I have no green thumb. I don't have an eye for telling which flower, which plant is what. So this is definitely an experiment for me. If it works, though, I will have some stress-relieving calming beauty to look at and smell during this time of year. 
And if it doesn't, well, then I'll feel like it was a good experiment and I tried. What are you doing? What are you doing as the summer is about to start? What are you doing to find your center, to find some peace if you're especially if you're in a troubling time with your Crohn's or colitis especially because you've got the kids home they're on summer vacation I hope that you find something that just makes you smile because we all deserve that we all deserve to find just a little something that makes us smile each day and like I said it might just be something little but it just it brightens your world for a moment you know what I mean I hope you can find that. I hope you find that for yourself. And when you do, I want you to reach out. Reach out and share with me what your summer happiness goal is. I'd love to hear that from you. Hello at KarenHaley.com. That is the way to reach me. It's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y. So it's hello at KarenHaley.com. And I can't wait to connect with you. Okay, moving on with the episode this is a good one it's going to provide you with some clarity on a very murky topic i'll call it for many of us with ibd many of us in the ibd space how do we know the difference between a food sensitivity and a flare-up this can be a really tricky question for many and i was thinking about it today, like I do with all episodes, I wanted to give you the most up-to-date medical information, the research-backed information. And maybe this is a surprise to you and maybe it's not, but medical journals and research studies, they're not talking about this. It's just not being done. At least none of the ones that I could find. So today, I want you to just keep in mind that I'm going from my own experience and my client experiences to answer this question for you. And I do have to say that when I started my health coaching practice back in 2010, and I've definitely since then, I've seen patterns emerge. I feel confident that you're going to benefit from what I have to share. Just keep in mind that the research studies, they're just not there yet. And maybe, hopefully, maybe one day they will be. If you're really struggling and you're wondering always, always, always contact your doctor because they'll have really good information and insights for you. This information will just hopefully help you get moving in a positive direction. You know, just kind of give you the spark, the little ting to get you to get you moving if you're questioning this for yourself. Also, I want this information about flare-ups versus food intolerance reaction. I want it to be really actionable for you. So after this episode, I, I want you to be able to say, I get it now. That makes sense. And now I'll be able to start to figure this out. That's why after just a little bit of background info to make sure that we're all on the same page with what a flare-up is and what food intolerance is, I will be giving you three questions. Three questions to ask yourself the next time this issue presents itself. These three questions, they're going to give you all the information that you need to know to know what's going on with you in that moment. Does that sound like a workable good plan for you? Okay, I hope it does. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so let's go ahead and just start this conversation by getting us all on the same page. When I say food intolerance or food sensitivity, what is it that I'm actually talking about? It's something that 
every IBD client that I've ever had has had to deal with. It's something that Gut Love community members, they email me about. IBD and food sensitivities, whether you know that you have them or not, they're impacting how you feel. So when we say food intolerance or food sensitivity, what are we talking about? What is this thing that's impacting so many of us? The American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, they say that a food intolerance occurs when someone has difficulty digesting a particular food. And those smarties at Harvard, like I like to call them, they say that a food intolerance is the inability to process or digest certain foods. That's very similar, right? So you kind of get an idea from two really big bodies and what they're saying about it. Harvard, they also talk about examples, examples of food intolerance being something like a lactose intolerance. And I'm going to add, this is not them, this is me adding on. Things like histamine intolerance, fructose intolerance, those are intolerances as well. An inability to digest those things is an intolerance. And Harvard data also says that there's a difference between a food intolerance and a food sensitivity. Though when I really look at it, when I really look at their writings about both of them, they're really so stinking similar that I'm not sure that they even really understand the difference. Other sources that I've seen, they don't differentiate between food intolerance and food sensitivity. They use those words interchangeably. So for today, you'll probably hear me because I just kind of go back and forth. You'll hear me say both words. You'll hear me say food sensitivity, food intolerance. For me, they mean the same thing. Whether it's a food intolerance or a food sensitivity, we're talking about having a challenge with properly digesting a particular food. And even though I will be using food intolerance and food sensitivity interchangeably, I'm not including food allergies in that mix. A true food allergy, that is quite different than a sensitivity. A sensitivity starts in the digestive system. It may branch out and it might show up in other places as we'll see today, but it does start in the digestive tract. And a true food allergy is an immune response where even a microscopic amount of food can lead to anaphylaxis. And that's a life-threatening reaction where the person has difficulty breathing, they might be wheezing, they might have trouble swallowing, have low blood pressure, they may even pass out. Food allergies are a whole different thing. If you know a family member or a friend that has a food allergy, you know that that's a very tricky thing to deal with. That's not what our focus is today. Today is about food intolerance, that type of food issue. And frankly, it's the least talked about food challenge. It's the least understood food challenge by our doctors, those food sensitivities. So when we talk about food intolerance, what are the symptoms that we're talking about? How does this show up for us? What do those of us with IBD and food intolerance experience as a reaction to the food when we eat something that just doesn't agree with us? Well, of course, as you can imagine, GI symptoms, digestive symptoms, those symptoms come up. Symptoms like intestinal gas, bloating, abdominal pain, diarrhea. But food intolerance symptoms, they may not stop there. Because like I said, 
even if the symptoms start in the digestive tract, they may not stay there. You may never even experience gastrointestinal symptoms at all in your food sensitivity. And that's what makes this so dang difficult to pinpoint, to figure out the culprit in or culprits in the first place. Your food intolerance, it might show up as neurological symptoms like headaches, brain fog, poor concentration, inattentiveness, scattered mind, anxiety, jitteriness, even ADHD. Or it might show up as an inflammatory response like arthritis or joint pain, stiffness, muscle aches, even a runny nose or sinus pressure or sneezing. It may even show up as a skin response like eczema, a rash, bumps on the skin, hives, flaky patches on your head, flushed skin. Your food intolerance, your food sensitivity might show up as fatigue or drowsiness. See why so many of us don't know we have a food intolerance? You go to your dermatologist for a rash, your neurologist for a headache that you might have, maybe a therapist for your ADHD symptoms. And not a single one of these providers puts these symptoms together. No one is looking at the whole picture and saying, huh, I wonder if there's a root cause to all of this. And I wonder if it's all related. But you can begin to do that for yourself today. You can begin to ask yourself, which of these symptoms ring true for me? And could they be related to each other? Could something I'm eating be at the heart of all of this? These are big questions. I really get that. They're really big questions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers today. Because we start with the questions. Questions about what's going on with you. That's where the healing actually begins. So we can experience one or two of these symptoms after eating certain foods or more. We could experience more of those symptoms. That's not unusual either. Probably more when it comes to food sensitivities because they show up in different ways. Okay, so now we know about food intolerance, food sensitivity. We know what that is. We know what the symptoms are. Now let's switch our focus a little bit and let's talk about when we have a Crohn's or colitis flare-up so that we can begin to see what the subtle differences might be for us. We know that an IBD flare-up, we know that that happens when we're not in remission, when our inflammation is high, when gut dysbiosis is rampant, when our immune system is in attack mode. This is the time when our symptoms get out of control. So as you can imagine, if you remember some of the symptoms that I mentioned when we were talking about food intolerances, the IBD flare-up, that picture is a little bit similar. So according to the Cleveland Clinic, and that has a world-renowned GI department, they say that an IBD flare-up can happen when some of these following symptoms are present. Now, remember your food intolerance symptoms Go ahead and keep those in mind as we go over these flare-up symptoms so you can kind of begin to differentiate and see if there are differences there. Okay, so 
they talk about symptoms of abdominal pain, diarrhea, diarrhea and constipation. Sometimes you go between those two. Urgency, gas, bloating, loss of appetite, loss of weight, mucus, blood in the stool, or it could be blood in the, they don't mention this, but blood in the toilet is another sign as well. Upset stomach. And then they go on to say less common, but also present sometimes are symptoms like fever, fatigue, itchy red eyes, joint pain, nausea, vomiting, skin rashes, visual problems. Okay, so now we have a picture of the IBD flare-up symptoms. They're completely different, right? Now you've got it. Of flare-up and of food intolerance, they're completely different. Case closed. Now we can just end this episode, right? Oh, not so fast. That was just my way of seeing if you're still with me. If you just saw how similar that list is, that flare-up list, and you compare it to the food intolerance list that I mentioned just a little bit earlier, I think you see the problem here. You see it right before your ears. This issue of food intolerance versus flare-up, it is so, because the symptoms are so similar, it's so murky, it's tricky, this little sucker, it lies. It loves to create confusion and, and chaos. It's no wonder that we can't tell the difference between a food intolerance, that kind of reaction, and a flare-up. There's so much overlap in these symptoms that we may think we're having a flare-up when actually a food sensitivity reaction is happening. Or we might think we're having a food sensitivity reaction when it's actually a flare-up. So how do we begin to figure this out? What do we do first? How do we begin to just peel back the layers of this seemingly complicated problem. It's like the onion, right? Like all the layers of the onion. How do we peel that back and see what's going on? Because when we know what's creating all of the problems that we're having, now we can begin to do something about it. Uncovering whether it's a food sensitivity or a true IBD flare-up, it involves asking yourself three specific questions. Three questions that will give you the information you need to have peace of mind that you are then going down the right track to address your IBD problem. Let's first look at question number one. Question number one is this. When I remove my suspected food culprit, do my symptoms go away? When I remove my suspected food culprit... Do my symptoms go away? If this were me, and I have to say it has been me several too many times before, the conversation that I would have with myself, it would go something like this. You're going to get in my head for a second here. Were there peppers in that soup that I had last night? And then again, the, the same soup that I had for leftovers for lunch today, were there peppers in that? Yes, shoot. I cannot believe I just did that. I know Peppers and I are just not friends. That's why I must be having this extra gas, this bloating, this diarrhea today. That's why my head is pounding and why my hands are aching too. That's one type of conversation that gets to this question. But there's another type of conversation that I might have with myself as well. I know I I talk to myself a lot and it sounds like I actually answer myself and that's a problem, isn't it? 
Anyhow, like I've said to myself and answered myself, these last several days, I don't feel like me. I I just feel like I've been on the toilet more. I feel like I can't keep track of a single thought that's in my head. I'm having more gas and it's smelly. And my belly looks three months pregnant by the time it's 4 p.m. What's going on here? It's kind of like my, I call it my hmm moment. That's my hmm moment. What have I been eating lately? Is there a food that I've been eating that I could attribute to these things that are going on? Let me do a few days of my food mood poop journal and let's see if I can track it somehow. See how those are two different scenarios, but I'm getting back to the same question. When I remove a suspected food culprit, do my symptoms go away? And if the answer is yes, if you question, if you use that question on yourself and the answer is yes, then you know that you're most likely dealing with a food intolerance and not a true IBD flare-up. Now, before we move on to question number two, I want to address the challenge that I see so many of you having when you have Crohn's and colitis. You feel so awful so much of the time that you don't know what foods to remove. You don't have any idea where to start. I've got you covered, dear one. I'm going to cover this in just a minute. So hang tight with me. I promise I've got your starting place too. But if you already are working on a diet, some sort of food to help your IBD, if you're already on that path, if you are already on a gut healing diet, if you've already removed many of your food culprits, this question, it's going to be easier to answer for you. But let's say you haven't. Let's say you haven't started a gut healing diet yet. My first question to you is, what are you waiting for? It may not be 100% the answer for you, but it just has to be. It has to be part of your IBD healing approach. It's huge. It's got to be in that wheel of wellness that I talk about so often on this podcast. But gut healing food, it is just an important factor and it's time to get started today. If you haven't started that yet, if you're still kind of struggling with what that might look like for you, go to episodes 68 through 71. That's 68 through 71. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to my gut healing diet series, and that will help you find the best gut healing diet for you. That's going to really help you with this question. Question number one, when I remove the suspected food or foods, my culprits, Do my symptoms go away? Okay, let's move on and talk about question number two that you're going to ask yourself. Question number two is, what are my symptoms? Simple as that. What are my symptoms? It's time that you take a hard look at what those symptoms are that are going on with you. And it's time here to just be really honest with yourself about your symptoms because as moms, so often... We put others' needs in front of our own, don't we? So with this question, we want to really just strip down all the falsehoods, all of the, I'm okay, I'm really okay, or I can handle this, it's not that bad. We want to get really honest with ourselves. What are my symptoms? Now remember, Those symptoms of a flare-up and the food intolerance, they can be very similar, like we already discussed. But 
we have to ask ourselves, what are my symptoms? Because although there can be a wide range of symptoms for food intolerance, that list was long, wasn't it? Usually, we're not seeing things like those IBD flare-up symptoms. We're not seeing mucus in our stool. We're not seeing blood in the toilet or, or in our stool. We are not seeing consistent weight loss or fever or eye challenges like uvitis. We are not seeing these types of issues with an immediate food reaction. So the question is, are you having these symptoms? Remember, according to the Cleveland Clinic, these symptoms are more indicative of an IBD flare-up. But let's just say maybe your symptoms aren't that severe. Maybe you aren't having those types of symptoms, the blood in the stool or in the toilet, the severe weight loss, the fever, the extreme inflammation like in the eyes, things like that. Maybe you're not having that. Maybe you're feeling abdominal pain. You're spending more time in the toilet. You're having headaches or body aches. Is it just a food intolerance or could there be, or, or could there be more going on? It's time to ask yourself question number three. And question number three is, how long has this been going on? How long has this been going on? So here's where you can really start to differentiate the symptoms that you're having. Because now we're saying, okay, maybe they're in the more mild category, but how long have they been going on? One day, two days, three days? Or is it more like one week, two weeks, a month longer? To answer this question fully, we have to know the answer to another question first. And that question is, how long does a food sensitivity reaction usually last? And that's a tough one to get a definite answer on, but let's just break this down as best we can. Let's do this. First, it's important to note that a food sensitivity reaction, it might occur a couple hours after you've eaten something that doesn't agree with you, but it may also occur up to 48 hours later. It may also not occur until you've eaten your food culprit a couple times. You might need to put a couple helpings in your system over a couple days before your body says, enough, I can't take it anymore, enough, enough. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to let you eat that anymore. There's really no clear guidance from medical sources here, but from my experience, a food intolerance reaction, it usually will go away after one to four days That's after you've removed the culprit. So let me say that one more time. It will go away one to four days after you remove the culprit. So how long have these troubling symptoms been going on for you? The more mild symptoms or the more serious symptoms? How long has this been going on? One day, two days, or is it longer than that? According to most IBD experts, an IBD flare-up can last a week to several months, to even several years. If your challenges are going on that long, and if you've removed all of your food culprits, you better believe that it's not the cause of your symptoms. A food intolerance isn't the cause of your symptoms. It's time to get help from your doctor. So symptoms play a role in determining what's going on here, and so does how long it's all been going on. If you can answer these three questions for yourself, 
you will come a long way towards deciding if what you're going through is a food sensitivity or is it a true IBD flare-up. Now let's just say, let's say you've asked yourself these three questions and you know, you know it is a food intolerance. You know that that's at play, but you just can't figure out what's bothering you. You don't know what your food culprits are. So where do you start? Well, there's three options that I usually suggest for people. Number one is the Food Mood Poop Journal. The Food Mood Poop Journal. It's the most comprehensive, meticulous way to figure out what your food culprits are. And it's crazy powerful. And that's why I suggest it so often to my clients and also on this podcast. There's a lot that can be gleaned from tracking your food and your responses to that food. Download an app. There's lots of apps out there that will help you track your food. Do a freeform journal if that's the kind of gal you are. Or you can get my free and fabulous food mood poop journaling system at karenhaley.com forward slash journal. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y because my mom had to be a little different and spell my name with a Y. karenhaley.com forward slash journal. But whatever way works for you, just get started. Get started with it and just see what patterns are there in what you eat? What patterns emerge that help you see how you feel and how that relates to what's going on with you? Now, there's another option. If you suspect that there's some food culprits going on, but you don't know what they are, and that would be an elimination diet. That's another option to try. With an elimination diet, you get rid of the known IBD culprits, the known food sensitivities, and there's many of them. We're talking things like eggs and dairy and gluten, corn, soy, wheat, those types of foods. You leave them out of your eating plan for 30 days to three months, and then you slowly start to add them back in and you see what happens. With an elimination diet, I highly recommend that you also journal about it. You journal about it, about what you're eating, about how it's impacting you with some type of food mood poop journaling system. We think we can keep all of it in our mom brain. I know we do, but we really, we just can't. So with an elimination diet, it can be really helpful to just add on that extra piece, especially when it's paired with the food mood poop, the tracking system, it can be really helpful, really powerful as a tool. Or you could do option number three. Option number three involves getting a practitioner to order a food sensitivity test for you. This is usually accomplished through a blood test. So it's not too invasive. It's not too traumatic. It's a blood test. And like I've mentioned previously on another podcast, you can now even order these kits on your own. Some are good. Some are kind of crappy. I have to say a waste of money. I have to say though that a food sensitivity test, it shows a moment in time. It shows a moment in time in your system. And our food sensitivities, they can change over time. And insurance doesn't usually cover that testing. So that can be a pretty expensive moment in time. If you're already working with a practitioner that has access to high quality food sensitivity testing, then I'd say go for it. It's worth it. But if not, I highly recommend the two other methods that I just mentioned to figure out what food intolerances you're dealing with. Knowing 
what you are sensitive to, it will make answering those three questions extraordinarily easier. Okay, so that's what to do if you know that you have food intolerances, you know that that's at play, maybe you're trying to suss out all of it, but that's really the plan for food intolerances. Now, what if you answer those questions and you decide it's a flare-up? Where do you go from there? So you ask yourself the three questions, like I mentioned, and you say, yeah, no, this does not sound like food sensitivity here. That's, there's, it's more like a flare-up going on. Well, now it's time to get some help because a flare-up is a much bigger deal. Your gastroenterologist, your functional, integrative, naturopathic doctor, they are trained to help you in times of flare-ups so that you don't continue to suffer, so that you don't suffer alone. I don't want to see that for you. I know they don't want to. I hope they don't want to see that for you. Go see them so that they can help you. No matter if you're suffering from food intolerances or an IBD flare-up, suffering is suffering. So please do yourself a favor and start by just asking questions. Ask yourself the three questions that I mentioned today. If I remove my food culprit, do I feel better? What are my symptoms? What are, I, what are my symptoms? What am I going through right now? And then how long has this been going on? How long has this been going on? Start looking at what's going on with you. No ignoring this because you don't have time. Trust me, because I've done this myself, so I really speak from experience here. Ignoring it, it will only take time away in the long run from you being the mom, the partner, the friend, the family member, the worker, the human that you deserve to be. Today, today is the day to look at what's going on, mama. And I am here to help you. If you're struggling with this, if you're struggling with this very thing, if you're feeling confused about whether what's going on with you is a food intolerance or it's a flare-up, I really want you to get in touch because together we will figure this out. Remember, Getting in touch with me is easy. It's hello at karenhaley.com, K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com. I love hearing from you and I look forward to connecting with you soon, my friend. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon. Bye.